You're listening to the Incomparable's Total Party Kill podcast, in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is the beginning of a brand new season, Death House with Dungeon Master Dan Morin, and it's episode 105. All children are creepy. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. I'm not Jason Snell, but don't don't adjust your podcast. I'm Dan Morin, and I am acting as host and dungeon master of a little adventure we like to call Death House. Why? Nobody knows. It could probably has nothing to do with death or houses. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here, and we have a fantastic party assembled to go through this adventure. I'm just going to go down, and you guys can tell us a little bit about uh, your characters. Aline Sims is here. Hi, Aline. Hi. Oh gosh, me first. So I am playing playing uh, Imra Soliana, a uh, Wolda Elf Ranger, and um, I am not that smart, not that charismatic. So we'll see how far I get in a death house. <laughs> uh, neither the well, I mean, a charismatic in a death house. I don't think that's a big problem. Uh, you never know when when like a ghost or a murderous clown might need to be charmed. Oh no! Hopefully, there's no clowns in this adventure. I don't know for sure. But we'll discover together as we go along. Brian Hamilton is also here. Hi, Brian. Hello. I am Bellamin, the dragonborn sorcerer. I have lots of charisma. I have not thought through my roleplay yet. And this voice hurts. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm very excited to be here in the death house that will not kill us. Fingers crossed. Erica Ensign is also here. Hi, Erica. Hi. Yeah, I'm also crossing my fingers. I am playing... Uh, what's my name again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am playing Broldish, uh, a dwarven paladin who is a worshiper of the goddess Hela Brightaxe and wanted to be a cleric. And all of her people, sadly, were killed. And she was the only one that was that survived. So she never got to be that cleric. Instead, she's traveling the world. Hela Brightaxe was a very... Uh, was a very martial sort of goddess. She she fought a lot, lots of bloody battles. So my uh, my goal in life is just to to fight as much as possible and honor my <laughs> goddess and spread the good word of Hela wherever I go. If everybody died, you could just tell them you were a cleric. Yeah, I'm totally a cleric. No one's gonna check out on your backstory, right? Yeah, well, actually, and and the clerics of Halo Bright Axe were called Blood Maidens, and uh, in order to cast spells, they carved all kinds of scars into their into their body. Uh, hmm. My character Broldish never never got to to get that far in school so she uh she carved her own so <laughs> i i look pretty pretty disgusting because there are a lot of um very poorly carved scars all over my face <laughs> this is, and arms this and is hands, super so. unfortunate intimidating uh, very excellent memento. excellent uh joining us for i think only his second dungeons and dragons experience ever and his first tp kill appearance it's micah Sargent. hi micah hello don't call me micah call me elavor i am a half elf from the eastern mountains that i don't even know if there are eastern mountains in this <laughs> game but too bad there are now uh yes i'm a half elf and uh i'm not very trusting of my my human uh side you see i i'm at constant conflict because humans came into our domain and tried to take over and my younger sister was killed in the raids and so i uh i don't i don't have much love or trust for humans and uh it's a it's a constant point of conflict for me mm-hmm. mm, oh i'm also a druid so uh i love the earth peace <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, great. Okay, and our party is rounded out by the Dungeon Master himself, who's not Dungeon Master today. What? Uh, master, say, what of, master of Dungeons, let's I say. I am not prepared to be Dungeon Master. <laughs> Scott. Surprise! Ah, I've been really looking forward to playing another adventure, Scott. You ready to go? Oh, boy. All right. Scott McDulty's here. How are you doing, Scott? Hello, I am great. I am playing uh, a tiefling monk by the name of Karakir, uh, who enjoys book learning and punching people in the face. Excellent. All right, that's Sometimes great. Sometimes at the same time. Uh, a party, oh. I think we have a, a party with, with Neri, a human in it. I think you have all chosen other races. So interesting dynamics. Dumb. Humans are Humans. dumb. All right. <laughs> Boring. So passe to be a human. So passe. So... As our adventure begins, um, you have found you have all found yourself uh, walking the roads of the uh, the Sword Coast, and you you decide to uh, make camp for the night. You happen to meet over the campfire right off the road. You share some stories and you get to know each other a little bit, um, and you you bunk down for the night. And the the woods are quiet, and the air go, grows chill as it's it's autumn. Your fire sputters as a low mist gathers around the edges of your camp, growing closer as the night wears on. By morning, the fog hangs thick in the air, turning the trees around you into gray ghosts. Then you notice something very interesting. In fact, I would say the druid and the ranger particularly happen to notice this, because they're very well-versed with trees and nature. You notice suspiciously that the trees around you now are not the same trees that were there when you went to sleep last night. (gasps) What? So you're still on a road... It stretches off into both directions into the fog, um, but you seem to realize that it's not, it is not the road that you were on last night. It's a, it's a different road. What would you like to do? Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was this, quick. Yeah. This could be no good. Yeah, let's go. yeah, this can't be. This looks ominous. Let's, let's just turn around. Forsook, what happened here? Why are these trees so different? Are we even in the same spot as we were last night? I have trouble understanding your horrible accent, sir. Could you repeat yourself? <laughs> I, I, I think we should examine these trees. Hmm. I don't know much about trees. If, if you would like to examine the trees, feel free to, to make a nature check. All right, I will do just that as soon as you tell me how. <laughs> On your character sheet, you can click the, uh, the nature uh, where it says under skills, where it says oh. nature, and it should make oh, a roll for is. you. Nature. There you Boom. go. Whoa. Uh, wow. So that's four. That's something is not right about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you rolled that's... a two. Nope. You rolled just rolled really poorly. Uh, you are almost sure that these are trees. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, M's roll? That was Imra. Uh, fairly Imra decent. rolled. Imra. Imra. Yeah. Imra, I think, rolled uh, much With better. With advantage. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you uh, recognize, you, you actually find that, strangely enough, you feel like you know all the trees that you are likely to have encountered upon your travels. And this, these don't look like any of them. Trees and I are friends, and I, I'm not friends with these trees. Mm. I don't know what's going mm. on, y'all. These are not cool trees. These all trees cool look trees. the same to me. I'm treeist. <laughs> <laughs> trees are only good to make paper out of. Or fire. And or bunch. clubs. I resent <laughs> that. Speaking of fire, it is quite cold out. Is it cold? Is there out? anything we can? It's chill. It's very. It's chilly. It's a brisk, brisk autumnish day. Could we do a detect magic, perhaps? Sure. If you would like to roll that, go ahead. Somebody's right. got. Somebody's got it. Someone else should, because apparently I can't roll very well. I don't. I don't have such things. Um, 
I does the ground look different? Is it just the trees that look different? Is the terrain different? Um, it's hard to tell. You were kind of in a in a forest, um, you know, sort of lightly forested off the side of the road, and it certainly looks similar. You would think the the grass looks a little a little drier, maybe a little browner than you remember. Um, in general, the trees seem to be a little a little more dead than you remember but you're still in sort of a a wooded area so it it looks a little bit different but similar enough that you could you could mistake it if you weren't paying close attention dm would the uh would a magic check be arcana uh arcana would be more for uh sort of sussing out something about magic if you were looking to actually determine whether or not there was magic present you would need to use something like a detect magic spell you could use arcana to you know sort of determine whether or not you know, such a thing was possible. It was possible, for example, for you to be transported magically. That is a, a reasonable oh, thing that you would detect magic. Uh, all things are possible with magic. Ooh, someone all has things. detect magic. Let's do that. All right. I just rolled, I think. Well, all right. I detect oh. magic. So you, uh, you have cast the detect magic spell around you. <laughs> that, was, that was me casting the spell. What you, what you do notice from this is that it seems like if there were something magical, it would sort of pop out around you. But there's nothing about this that seems inherently magical in this very area. You seem like you're probably in the woods. It's definitely not the woods you remember, but it's not like the trees all seem like normal trees. The grass seems like normal grass. Like all of this stuff seems pretty much your, your, your normal, usual wooded area. I'm going to, Dan, I want to go to the, the road and walk down the way I came to see if it's, if I remember, if it looks different than the way I remember. Sure. All right. Is anybody going with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that, that was my thought as well. All right. So as you go down the road, um, you sort of, the, the mist quickly envelops you and you find you, you know, sort of uh, can't see where you just walked from. But as you walk down it a little while, like sort of intending to retrace your path. Um, you find that you seem to come back to where you started before. Yep. So you what? seem to be back at the sort the site of your uh, your campfire there. I well, try going the other direction. Definitely not the same way as it was last night. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, is there anybody going with you, Boldish? Or are you going? On uh, I will go as well. Yeah, I'm just going to turn around and and see if we come back around the other side or if we can actually walk down the path in this direction. Actually, you find as you do walk down the path in that direction, the terrain does seem to change. You do notice there are some trees that you haven't seen before uh, and that the the ground starts to look a little bit different, still heavily wooded, but you seem to be making some sort of progress. You don't in uh, end up exactly where you were, at least not in a short time as you walked before. Well, I probably wouldn't recognize the change in trees, but uh, you wouldn't but see maybe uh, you a change in ground. For, you walk for roughly the same amount of time, and you mm-hmm. don't find yourself coming back to where you started. I'd like to do a perception check and try to figure out what's going on in terms of the layout of the land. I got a five. <laughs> That's great. You have uh, you. you it's pretty, misty. Yeah, there's some mist. Uh, <laughs> there's some trees. You feel like maybe I guess if you really wanted to build a house here, it wouldn't be too bad. But you're you're thinking maybe that's not the best option. Is that that fourteen nature I accidentally rolled? Would that do us any good? Uh, well, you've already established that the trees are unfamiliar. I don't think there's much more for you to get out of that at present. You know, I think it's, we can't go home again. That's that's clear. So <laughs> Correct. onwards and, and upwards, folks. Unless we're supposed we to stay it. here and build the death house. Is that the oh. adventure that we're supposed to role play <laughs> yeah, some construction? <laughs> if we could quarry some stone, I would be so in for that. You, you can't. You don't have to go home and, and you can't stay <laughs> but here. But you got to so. get the heck out of here. 
Well, I guess we should uh, we go back and report back to the the party mm-hmm. that if we go back the way we came, it just ends up uh, in some kind of loop where we start where we left from, mm-hmm. uh, or we come back where we started from. That's better. Uh, but if we go this way, it seems to continue down. Yep, it doesn't seem like we have much choice. I'm definitely in favor of going down the new route. Yeah, we're being herded. I agree. All right, so you pack up your camp, you set off down the road. Uh, it's a pretty uh, a dirt-packed road. It goes through the woods. You walk for a while. Um, uh, at one point, you do come to a large set of of, of gates um, that are sort of rusty and are in stone. They're not like gates in a wall. They're just like gates on the road. Um, so like you sort of approach them, and as you do so, um, they sort of creak and and swing open across the road. That's normal. <laughs> it happens all the time. Hmm. So, like, we could walk around the outside of it. It's just a good if you like wanted to door standing in the middle. Okay, hmm. that's strange. very strange. And they were closed until we started getting closer to them, and they swung open on yep. their own power. Very inviting. It yes. is. This, this place is so friendly. <laughs> Alexa, mm. open gate. <laughs> True hospitality. Uh, are you going to pass through the gates? You're going to go around the gates. You're going to keep. I, I guess you could you could live here now. That's your only other option. <laughs> ah, whatever. This is. I'm, I'm getting bored with all of this mysteriousness. I just charge ahead through the gates. I'm just walking. Right, Rule dish. Perfect. Charges through the gates. Everybody mm-hmm. following her. Yes. I'm following I'm sure. All right. Everybody has joined her. The gates swing close behind you. <gasps> oh no! But you I can just walk everything. around. <laughs> so you walk for another uh, hour or two, and uh, the the woods start thinning out a bit. The road turns from dirt to sort of more of a gravel. Um, and because you can't see too far ahead in the mist, it's almost kind of a surprise when you realize you've sort of hit the outskirts of a small town. Were we not expecting a, a town to be this close? You probably weren't expecting this town. You certainly, none of you, you know, knew of a town on the road um, at this point, like within that day's, uh, that amount of travel. Um, and it doesn't, it, it looks slightly off in terms of like what you would expect a town to look like. So, for example, there are uh, these very like tall houses. They're very dark. Um, a lot of the, there are some shops in the area, but everything seems to be closed, and there's there's nobody in the streets. Um, even the tavern which you pass on the way in seems to be bundled up tight, door locked, windows shades drawn, curtains drawn, etc. So uh, there's really it's very quiet uh, and very. Too quiet. Quiet? All right. Well, in that case, I yell, hello, is anybody here? Hello, hello the town. Hello, hello, yeah, hello. You, you hear it. You hear your voice echo back at you. And, and for a moment, everything else is silent. And then you hear a, a noise from not far away, a sort of a soft whimpering. Oh. And your eyes are drawn to a pair of children standing in the middle of the oh otherwise God. lifeless street. Why is it always creepy children? Why, why are you saying creepy children? That's so judgmental. Well, <laughs> children by default are creepy yeah, until they're I, proven I, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I ask you, do these look like creepy children to you? I ask you, do they look like they creepy look like. children to us? <laughs> what do the children look like? Um, so they, uh, there are a pair of children, um, a, a tall girl who's probably around 10, and a younger boy who's probably around seven. He's clutching a little threadbare, a thre- threadbare doll, um, and he's. Is its name Billy? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just curious. 
Just curious. Uh, not that I know. Okay. Um, he is sort of the one sobbing quietly, and the, the, the sister seems to be sort of trying to comfort him. Um, and mostly just sort of like sort of get him to be be quiet. Um, they, did you say they were humans? I was about to uh, ask. They that. appear to be human. They have a slightly uh, pa- uh, a slight like um, pallor. Yeah, a little bit of pallor to them, like a, a little a little wan, um, but otherwise human. I was trying to show you a picture. Does it not pop up when I tried to do that? Oh, ah, there we go. They don't look, those human, don't look like human. Those look like creepy children to you. Come on. Look yeah, at those hello. little outfits. They're surprisingly put together. Yeah, um, yeah, their clothes are a little unfamiliar to you. They're they're very richly embroidered, um, and they look like they're uh, stylistically they they don't look like a type of fashion that you have seen elsewhere. Every rose has its thorn. Mm. <sighs> okay, well, mm. I would go talk to them, but I'm not very nice. So I suggest <laughs> someone who's a little bit nicer than me. I will say, hey, children, what's going on? <laughs> The the, the nice. girl hushes her brother and then turns to you and, and says, there's a monster in our house. What does she, it look like? Your house, that is. <laughs> <laughs> she points to a tall uh, brick row house that's clearly seen better days. Um, its windows are dark. It has a gated portico on the ground floor, and there's a rusty Ooh. gate that's slightly ajar. Uh, the houses on either side appear to be abandoned with all their windows and doors boarded up. So uh, I do also have a picture of the house, which I will show you. Children, have you told any of your neighbors? Oh, that looks like a lovely house, actually. (laughs) Would you like to move in? Um, Yes. The the girl um, sort of shakes her head uh, and says, no, no, there's usually it's uh, it's our parents keep it trapped in the basement. But it's they're 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 out and. We've we've never seen it, but we could hear it howling. Mm. You hear it howling in the basement, or you hear it it, it out and running around your house. I I I, th- I think it's still in the basement. It's there's a lot of howling. It's it's far away, but it's it's scary. Where have your parents gone, child? We don't know. They they went out and they haven't come back. When when did they go out? I don't I don't remember. I think it was earlier. Today, maybe it was yesterday. They, they, but you don't remember when your parents left. Where's everybody else in this town, kid? <laughs> they sort of shrug and say, "I we we don't go out into the town that much. I I don't know. Uh, it's it's our parents usually just stay at home with us. Huh. It's very strange, children. <laughs> mm. You're telling us there's a monster in our house. <laughs> well, there's some noises in your house. Let's not get ahead of ourselves." <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe Kara we should go Kier, check it out. Babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I think we'll go check it out. Uh, it's it pains me to help human children, but <laughs> we could kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but that adorable little doll is uh, pulling that's, on my heart. It's really selling you there. Yeah. All right. Well, your definition of adorable is very different from mine. Agreed. <laughs> so ugly it's cute okay what would you like to do uh i let's let's follow the kids home or go to the house they pointed the at. house is very close um they sort of resist going back inside they seem very freaked out by it um and so they're sort of like resisting getting pulled back inside there's there's they're they're keeping a, a not a pretty good distance from the house oh. well I, I hate kids uh, have you ever 
What have your parents told you about this monster that lives in your basement that has escaped while your parents are out? Uh, well, we don't, we don't, we don't know if it's escape. We just, we can, we can hear it howling. It doesn't. It, we hear it sometimes, but it seems like more now, a lot more constant. Uh, what's I, the uh, what's the layout of your house? So, a monster in the basement, bedrooms and stuff upstairs. Well, there's there's there a f- few floors above us. Uh, Party in the back. <laughs> Uh, there are uh, three three floors, um, and an and an attic and a basement. I mean, it's it's a pretty it's a house. Are you asking your telling children? <laughs> Details matter. Well, we don't go into the basement. We we only. Well, you go upstairs. <laughs> well, sometimes. Why why are you asking so many questions? <laughs> Will my nine in persuasion help them get back into the house to show us around? Um, they do not seem to be that interested in going back in the house. You can sort of convince them to wait in the, there's like a portico, you know, right outside there. That's about as far as they seem willing to go. Okay. All right. Well, let's go in. Let's, let's, let's check it out, you guys. Let's do it. All right. All right. So on the map, you guys, if you scroll down to the bottom of this, this map that you're on, you will see your little tokens and you are standing on the portico. Uh, there's a wrought iron gate with some hinges uh, and a uh, um, filling the archway of the portico. And uh, oil lamps hang from the ceiling by chains, flanking a set of big oaken doors. All right. Let's, I'll, I'll try the door. Uh, the doors are unlocked, um, and they, they swing open, and they reveal a foyer, which I will... A spooky you. foyer. A spooky foyer. Oh, it doesn't look that spooky. <laughs> all right. Well, your definition of spooky is very different from mine. Yeah. I, I Into find the foyer, all then. foyers spooky. <laughs> Ooh, is it uh, dimly lit? Uh, what, what's the illumination levels in this? This um, there are some oil lamps in here, um, so it seems pretty, uh, pretty well well lit enough. In, at least in this room, um, you notice as you walk in that hanging on the south wall, you'll see a. Uh, a shield emblazoned with a coat of arms. Uh, the coat of arms is a, a stylized golden windmill on a red field. It's <laughs> flanked in turn by portraits of sort of these stony-faced aristocrats. Um, and then in front of you are a pair of mahogany-framed double doors that lead into the house proper. There are panes of stained glass in these windows ahead of you. All right. Looks like some of us are rolling history rolls yes. to see if we know anything about the uh, the shield, for me at least. I got an 18. Eighteen uh, is pretty good. Um, the shield and the coat of arms on there are most notable to you because you have, in fact, never heard of them. Um, <laughs> and so you, you know, you 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 rack your brains and and you have some you have some some train some historical uh, training and knowledge, and you feel like you probably would recognize a coat of arms, like a well known mm-hmm. uh, family, well known enough to have a coat of arms. But in this case, it's not ringing any bells. I will share that with the group and say, yeah, I, I know my shields. I know my, my coats of arms. Any, anything used as a standard in battle is something that should be familiar to me, and this does not look familiar. I like my coats to have arms. Otherwise, my arms would be cold. Um, I open the next door. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so you open the mahogany doors, and that opens into Ooh, a mahogany. nice big main hall. Oh. Ooh, I like the beautiful staircase. staircase. So, uh, the main hall runs the width of the house. Uh, at one end, you see there is a black marble fireplace 
which is right where Elevor is standing. There is a sweeping red marble staircase on the other end, which you can see. Classy. Uh, mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a longsword. Uh, and there are wood, the wood panels of the walls have these ornately sculpted images sort of inlaid in them, um, which at first glance seem to be sort of vines and flowers and nymphs and satyrs. Um, the decorative paneling goes up with the staircase up towards the second floor. And there are a handful of doors off it. You can see uh, one to your, uh, let's see, west and a couple to your east. Um, yep, there you go. Is there anything about this longsword that says anything to me you know, as a fighter? Or is it just a decorative longsword? You know, when you look closely at it, you think it's probably it was used at some point, though it doesn't seem to have ever gotten like a lot of heavy use. But you do notice there's a little cameo worked into the hilt that has a windmill on it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> this is a sword of windmill slaying. All right. Plus well, what, do you think, what do you think, guys? You want to... <laughs> Oh. You want to head through one of these doors or, or head up the, the staircase? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go inspect the marble regardless of what anybody <laughs> wants to do because that's some fine marble. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm interested right now in going up uh, yeah. based on the fact that we think this this supposed monster is in the dungeon or is in the, the downstairs, the basement. <laughs> I give a slightly sad longing look at the staircase. <laughs> marble. Where are the doors, Dan? Uh, there is a door to the west, just where Imra is standing. Um, there is uh, a couple doors to the east, one in front of Bellamin there, and one to his left. And then there's another uh, another couple doors up here that seem to lead off to other rooms. I would think the door by me um, probably just leads into a room since we're so close to the front of the house. So we could mm -hmm. just go in there and kind of knock that off of our list and, and figure out what, what's going on there. Good idea. I sure. second that. All right, Emma, you open in that door? Sure. All right, so you open the door, and it reveals a den. It's <gasps> uh, an, an oak-paneled room that looks a lot like a hunter's den. Um, so there's a fireplace in that wall again. Uh, above it is a stag's head, and positioned around the outskirts of the room are three stuffed wolves. Oh, they're stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> There are two padded chairs draped in animal furs facing the hearth. There's an oak table between them, which has a cask on it, along with two carved wooden goblets, a pipe rack, and a candelabrum. There's a chandelier above a cloth-covered table surrounded by four chairs. Uh, and against the walls, you notice two separate cabinets, um, one to the east and one to the north. I would like to inspect the fireplace and rummage through it and see if there's any bits and bobs left over from something maybe being burned. Uh, sure. Give me a, uh, perception roll. 14. That's pretty good. Uh, so you dig through it. It mostly seems to be sort of, you know, charred logs, leftover embers and ashes from some sort of fire. There doesn't seem to be anything in there that, that jumps out at you as being, you know, something unusual being burned in the fireplace. It looks like mainly it was just a wood fire. All right. Well, should we head toward the back of the house? I mean, unless somebody wants to take a cabinet. I'm going to yeah. open this cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Someone right. had to. Which cabinet are you opening, uh, character? So this, the uh, the one that is opposite the fireplace. So that's north, I guess. So the north one. Yeah, sorry. There is a compass rose, but I don't know where it is. Um, ye, that is north. Yes. Um, so you open that. It's unlocked. There's a small box in it containing a deck of playing cards. And then there's a bunch of sort of wine glasses in there. Well, that's underwhelming. I close it. <laughs> <laughs> I close it. <laughs> 
and leave everything there. I will open the other one. <laughs> uh, the other one, you try the handle, it's locked. Hey, this one's locked. Mm. Well, um... I could bash it open for you if you want, but... Do we have someone, yeah, instead of... Ba- before we bash, uh, what is the check for uh, getting into stuff? It's like... a dexterity, straight dexterity check. If you have thieves tools or and are proficient with them, you get some bonuses, but otherwise it is straight up dexterity. Oh, I, my dexterity, oh, my dexterity is not bad. Let me try. Here we go. 14. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, so you managed to, uh, sort of jimmy at the lock with, uh, a couple of, you got your hairpins. I know you got some, you got, some, you got a beard there. Beard pins. Is that what you have? Beard pins? <laughs> yes. I've got, uh, I've got, a, I've got a few clips on my belt. There, there you go. So you, you fashion one of those and you manage to jimmy the lock open. And you notice as consistent with the rest of the den, this seems to be sort of, uh, hunting equipment. There is a, uh, an assortment of crossbows, a heavy crossbow, a light crossbow, a hand crossbow, and 20 bolts for each of those weapons. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about breaking into these people's house. I mean, yes, we're investigating monsters, but I don't hear any monsters in the cabinets. We were invited. No, we were invited in the house. You were, yeah, you were invited. At the end of this adventure, it turns out you guys are vampires, but you could only come in if you were invited. <laughs> That's right. In my we culture, weren't invited to look through their stuff. If you invite someone into your home, you can look through their stuff. <laughs> in Remind your me culture, not to invite Scott. I'm, 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 I'm glad we have a paladin in the party. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it's the first time I've ever played a paladin. <laughs> the bolts for the bow, the crossbows, are they, uh, is there anything special about them? doesn't appear to be they're well made um clearly they're used um like they, they're not just decorative but they have been like they're practical as well um they complement any wolf's den um <laughs> no otherwise they seem fairly normal do we know what kind of metal they're made of uh standard steel okay. um you so know not wood shaft steel yeah steel steel heads steel well, I can't touch those anyway because I'm a druid and I don't want to steal things. So maybe we should uh, move on unless you somebody's stealing. Them. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see if we can find the stairs down. I touched them all. <laughs> Would anybody like to come with me into this this door in the upper right of the foyer? Upper right or upper left? Upper left, excuse me. I know. Upper directions. Left. <laughs> sure. Open the door. I open the door. Uh, all right, you open the door, and that one opens into a what appears to be a dining room. Oh, those got two doors to the dining room. Mm, so, food. Uh, this centerpiece of this wood panel dining room is a carved mahogany table surrounded by eight high back chairs with sculpted armrests and cushioned seats. Above the table, table hangs a crystal chandelier. Um, the table itself is covered with silverware and crystalware all of which is polished to a dazzling shine there's a marble fireplace against one wall uh, above which is a mahogany frame painting of an alpine veil Uh, like the uh, main hall the wood paneling is carved here in this case you see elegant images of deer among the trees there's also red silk drapes covering the windows and a tapestry on the other end of the room uh, which depicts uh, hunting dogs and horse-mounted aristocrats uh, chasing after a wolf. It's hanging from an iron rod bolted to the wall. Um, yeah, so it's a it's pretty ornate, pretty well laid out. There are some this windows looking out into the uh, into the backyard. There, um, I look behind the tapestry. There is nothing behind the tapestry except for wall. <gasps> There's not a wall. This place seems to understand that these people really like to hunt wolves. Seems like a hunting lodge for rich weirdos. This place creeps me 
out. <laughs> yeah. If they wanted to be in the forest, why aren't they in the forest? I don't understand why they would do all of this to a house in the middle of a town. Well, you know, if you build in a town, you can get uh, public uh, utilities, so you get a water hookup and sewage. <laughs> it's much easier. <laughs> Does a 13 in perception tell me anything about when this dining ware was last used? It does not. It looks very clean. Uh, there's no dust or anything on um, on the table or any of the stuff on it. It seems everything's been sort of immaculately cleaned and well kept up. Um, you have noticed that in both this room and the uh, and the den, you're getting some light filtering in for the windows, but none of the lamps in here or the fireplace are lit or anything like that. Strange. And you, did you say the curtains were drawn on the windows? There are some red silk drapes here. Uh, they're sort of they're they're drawn, um, but you, a couple of them are slightly pulled back. You know, like half pulled back, so you can see out a little bit. I'll peek out and look at the backyard. The backyard is uh, there's not much here. It's fairly just a, like an open little grassy area. You do notice that you can't see very far in there. It's this the whole town seems to be enveloped in that same sort of mist that you saw out on the roads. So you can only see maybe you know thirty feet or something before it just turns into like thick pea soup fog. Creepy. Hmm. Is this Stephen King? I am interested in checking out this other door then. Let's. All right. So you're going to open this door over here, and that reveals a kitchen. Oh. What a uh, tiny, cute kitchen. It's a t- <laughs> it's, it is very tiny. It's cute. It's very tidy. The dishware and cookware and utensils are all neatly placed on the shelves. Uh, there's a work table with a cutting board and a rolling pin on top of it, and you see a dome-shaped oven um, that stands uh, near the east wall. It has a stovepipe connected to a hole in the ceiling, and there's a uh, a thin door in the back of the kitchen there, too, and another very small door ba- down by where Elevore is. Yeah, to a little closet or something. Could I open that, please? Yeah, in fact, it's you, you notice pretty quickly as you walk up to it that it's not really a closet. It's a dumbwaiter. Um, so it's a, there's a very small little door in there. And you also notice that hanging on the wall next to the dumbwaiter is a tiny little brass bell that's attached by a wire that goes off into the wall there. Should I Hmm. hit it? Should I hit it? I'm going to hit it. Well, go ahead. All right. I hit the bell. (laughs) (laughs) 10 points. (laughs) It tinkles, uh, sort of. (laughs) It it tinkles all over you. (laughs) Not that kind of game. <laughs> Not that kind of game. Um, but yeah, and you sort of hear that echo, but that that's about it. All right. Weird. All right. I will open this other door at the back of the kitchen. The back door <clears throat> leads to a small pantry. Oh. Uh there is a lot of food carefully put away, just sort of your your usual uh stuff you keep pantry, flour, sugar, butter, all this sort of stuff laid out. Um clearly it's been used at some point, but it seems to be a well stored. By process of elimination, the only door left on this floor is this one. Would you like to open that one? Not yet. Let's explore the kitchen first. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any other questions about the kitchen or any of the other rooms? Or feel free to poke back in and take a look at anything. Is there anything in the fireplace? Sorry, in the the oven of the kitchen, the stove, the oven. You go up to the oven and you open the door. It seems to be empty. All right. I don't. I don't know where. I don't know where Brildish went. I accidentally moved myself off of the map, but I'm back now. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, we missed you. So where? Where's the last door? Yeah, where's the, the last door? door? Right in front of Bellum in there. Oh. So- it is a single square, which kind of concerns me. 
And it is the last door we haven't opened on this Uh-oh. floor. I assume it's a staircase going down. Open it. What is the, really quickly, to the left of me, because I don't see a compass rose, what is that again? This right, uh, right that the opposite the staircase? Yes. That is a fireplace. Okay. With a long sword above it. Yep. Correct. Okay, cool. Let's open this last door. Yep. Behind door number three, you find a small closet. <gasps> um, this house are... doesn't have a basement. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's a cloak <laughs> Just room. Just like the Alamo. There are several, <laughs> exactly. there are several black cloaks. Several black cloaks hanging from the hooks on the walls and a top hat on a high shelf. A top, Ooh, a top hat? hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I investigate the top hat. That's right. Adventure <laughs> achievement it's very, unlocked. It is a very nice, elegant top hat made of silk. Um, it seems to be well brushed and kept in good condition. We were looking for a top hat, right? Let's go mm, bring yes. the kids in and say, we found the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, We've I think we should pop ours. outside and say, hey, how do we get to the basement? I'm going to do that. I, do we have to go up to go down? Is that the deal? That doesn't uh, make any sense. Well, if there's a staircase in the back or something that's uh, behind Could the also wall be like or, a... Yeah, like from the outside. Cellar, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I think we should head back to the front door. And are the kids still hanging out just outside? Kids are gone. <gasps> oh my! Those Uh-oh. little rats. It's a trap. Can can we can we get out to like circle the house from the outside? Uh, I mean, you certainly could. Yeah, it seemed. I think I would like to circle the house from the outside and see if there is like an external cellar door somewhere okay. around the house or in the yard. So you uh you take a short stroll around the house. As you noted from the uh, dining room, the fog is very thick now and is sort of encroached upon the house. In fact, you're having trouble even seeing the rest of the town from the front portico there. Um, and as you circle it, you note, like, as you saw before, it seems, uh, three or four stories tall. Um, there are some windows, a couple balconies, uh, one small one on the front, one small one on the back, but you don't see any doors leading to the cellar. In fact, the only way you can see aside from sort of the balconies and the windows that goes in and out is the front door. Hmm. Well, do you guys want to continue to investigate this weird ass house or, (laughs) Uh, could I, I want to do a, a quick little test if I could. Yeah. Um, I'm going to head back into the kitchen. Okay. And what I would like to do is, uh, activate the little, activate the little pulley system or whatever so that the dumb waiter thingy starts to go up. Okay. And I, I want to look down to see if the dumb waiter can go down. Yeah. So you, uh, you use a little rope and pulley system and you hoist up the dumb waiter. And from what you can tell when you sort of stick your head in there, uh, there's a two foot wide stone shaft, but it seems to end pretty close to the bottom here. Like if you Ooh. threw like a little, uh, you know, like a pebble or something in, you, you think it would hit the ground, you know, basically roughly even with the floor of the house. Hmm. All right. Shall we go upstairs, friends? Yeah. Let's. Marble. <laughs> Uh, all right. So as you walk up, you note, as you, you saw before, the sort of decorative wood paneling of the hall follows you up the staircase and yeah. that takes you up to the second floor, which is over here. On the second floor, you find the, the upper hall. Uh, there are unlit oil lamps mounted on the walls of this very elegant hall. Hanging above the mantelpiece at the far end is a wood-framed portrait. Uh, you notice two familiar figures in that portrait, the children that you saw before. Um, uh, with them are two adults um, who look kind of a little bit on the, the dour side, um, as well as uh, a in the father's arms, he is cradling a swaddled baby 
And you notice something odd about it, but roll perception for me. Odd baby. 13. All right. I got 19. Ooh, 19. Okay. So those of you with, uh, you know, sort of Bruldish and and there on up, um, you notice there's something a little odd about the mother's expression when she's looking at the baby. You'd think a mother looking at her baby would be looking very happy and perhaps joyful, but she seems to regard it with a hint of scorn. (sighs) The baby's Um, the monster. Scott was right. Kids are creepy. Yeah, see? Um, In addition to the portrait, there are standing suits of armor flanking wooden doors in both the east and west walls. Each of them is holding a spear and has a visored helm that is shaped like a wolf's head. Uh, The doors themselves are carved also which with what appear to be dancing youths. And the staircase that you came up continues to spiral upwards. You can feel as you stand, like once you reach sort of this landing, you feel sort of like a, a cold draft coming down the steps from above. <laughs> well, I rolled perception to take a look at the suits of armor. I rolled a two, so I'm, I, they're suits of armor. Shiny. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I will also check out, check out the armor. Let's see. Uh, I got a 10. Oh, I got a 15. Um, yeah, the suits of armor, they seem to be sort of plate armor, but the closer you look at them, you realize these probably wouldn't necessarily be suitable for actually using as armor. Um, they seem to be more decorative. They're very inlaid, very ornate. Um, and they probably wouldn't necessarily hold up very well in an actual battle situation. Hmm. Do they appear to be empty? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they appear to be. You can you can lift the little wolf visor. That's Nothing what in I there. do. Nothing I in there. I always do that. Yep. Good, good idea. Should always check. Always lift a wolf visor. Wolf visor is my favorite American beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to look behind the portrait above the uh, fireplace, see if there's anything behind there. Uh, you carefully lift back the portrait yep. to find uh, a blank wall. They have a lot of blank walls under mm-hmm. these. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to open the door towards the top, whatever direction Towards the top. Okay. The north so. northwest. You open up this room to reveal <gasps> what appears to be a sort of a study or library. With a mm. knife on the table. <gasps> With a knife on the table. Um, red velvet drapes once again covered the windows of this room. Uh, there's an exquisite mahogany desk of a piece with the dining table downstairs. Uh, it has a matching high back chair facing the entrance in the fireplace. Uh, above the fireplace is another framed picture, this one of a windmill perched atop a rocky crag. There are a lot of fireplaces, a lot of windmills, and a lot of wolves in this place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going for a motif. Mm-hmm. Um, in the corner uh, corners of the rooms, there's two overstuffed armchairs, and floor-to-ceiling bookshelves line the south <gasps> wall with a rolling ladder that allows one to sort of more easily reach the high shelves. Ugh, books. I sit in the armchair in the corner. It's kind very of comfy. This is, this is <laughs> I start looking through the books. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna roll a perception check uh, with the hopes. Ooh, look at that, twenty two, with the hopes <laughs> of spotting some books that are more uh, used than the rest. If that makes sense, so books that might have been recently read. You know, you do see one book that jumps out at you, which is sort of a red bound oh, leather literally. book. Caught it. Uh, nice job. Put it back. Thank you. Um, it's. <laughs> What's odd about it is that unlike a lot of the other ones, it has a blank spine on it. You also feel like something is a little bit off about that. Should I should I should I grab it? Am I gonna go into a secret passageway? What do you think, friends? Grab it. Do it. Yeah, I'm, let's okay. see what happens. I grab it and I pull on it. <laughs> so you pull on it and the uh <laughs> the 
um, the the bookcase slides aside. Oh. <gasps> what? Oh. Uh, and as soon as I can actually make this happen, this is oh, very no. dramatic. It's a I slow moved the wrong opening. thing. Sorry. Um, Something's gonna happen. Something's Wait gonna happen. <gasps> oh, whoa! There is a room back there. What? So, like what? the room outside, this room is also packed with bookshelves. Ooh. Um, oh, they keep the good books. But the most, the most obvious thing to you in front of you is a a uh, heavy wooden chest against the opposite wall with clawed iron feet. Its lid is only half closed. Now. You're not sure exactly why, but if you had to make a guess, you would guess that it has something to do with the skeleton that is half inside of it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes, that was uh, that was my perception. I could tell. You might call it a dead giveaway. Or I might not. I have too much pride to call it that. I've got a bone to pick with you, Dan. Oh. oh. Um, does somebody have a, a decent medicine check that they might want to examine? I think he's dead. Yeah. That skeleton. And, oh, I for poison, right? I'm thinking like a postmortem. I, uh, well, I'll just do it. We'll see what happens. 19. Oh. Uh, the, the druid, well-versed in the medical arts. You conclude this, this, this guy's dead. Um, <laughs> that's all I get. Come on. Now, all right. So he is a, uh, you, you, you sort of guess, so you're only seeing half of it because half of the, like, skeleton is still inside the chest sort of like with the lid down on him so you've got like the uh the chest downwards um you're you're guessing based on the sort of the you know the size and the bones stuff like that probably human um he's wearing some like leather armor or like what remains of it um and he uh you feel like maybe he he met an untimely end with something to do with this chest yeah yeah so does anyone have any sort of uh way to maybe disarm traps or check for traps well i feel like this trap was already sprung so oh that's true see but no one wants to open it am i gonna have to be the one to do this i'll open it (laughs) okay if you want to move aside and let me go in all right rule dish goes up and and opens it um, the sort of the skeleton sort of tumbles out and you see uh, what you are pretty sure is the cause of death, which are three darts stuck in its armor and rib cage. Hmm. Ah, they were probably poisoned, I would guess then. Or he was really, really not tough. You also notice <laughs> as he as he sort of tumbles out that clutched in his left hand is a uh, a sealed letter. Oh, I'll, I'll grab the letter. All right, so it is a, a little like rolled up, almost like a scroll, and it's got like a little sealing wax on it. Busted open. I'm curious about this. All right, it might have something to do with the monster. I'm not being, you know, I'm not say, overly wait, this prying. Is a, this is a federal offense. <laughs> uh, we don't know what the laws are in this weird town. <laughs> there is a letter enclosed in, and it is written in a flowing script. The letter reads thusly: "My most pathetic servant. Ooh, I am not a messiah sent to you by the dark powers of this land." I have not come to lead you on a path to immortality. However many souls you have bled on your hidden altar, however many visitors you have tortured in your dungeon, know that you are not the ones who brought me to this beautiful land. You are but worms writhing in my earth. You say that you are cursed, your fortune spent. You abandoned love for madness, took solace in the bosom of another woman, and sired a stillborn son. Cursed by darkness? Of that I have no doubt. Save you from your wretchedness? I think not. I much prefer you as you are. Your dread lord and master, 
Strad Vanzarovich. Does that name mean anything to me? It does not. Off the top of your head, you feel like uh, it's a pretty imposing name. Sounds, uh... <laughs> well, I got a zero on my history check, so yeah, oh, yeah, no idea. That, yep, nope, never heard it before ever Critical in your life. Critical failure. Mm-hmm. This guy is unimportant. Uh, <laughs> has he ever? No. Yeah, okay, well, uh, clearly we're dealing with the Dark Lord here. <laughs> He seems kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And we are but on a quest to defeat the Dark Lord. Sorry, I'm sorry. And what did they? What, what, how did they describe the baby, the child? The baby. Uh, S- stillborn. Stillborn, not stillborn. No. Okay. Stillborn. I gotta check out the books in this these secret bookcases. Um, I will note also there is there is more stuff in the chest which you saw but you have oh, not okay. examined yet. Um, but the books. You notice as you look over all the books that unlike outside, which seem to be on a wide variety of subjects, pretty much everything in here is on uh, very specific subjects, which are uh, things like uh, necromantic rituals, fiend summoning, uh, cults, that kind of stuff. Um, you you also notice that all, many of them seem to concern a particular cult called the Priests of Osibus, O-S-Y-B-U-S. Um yeah, I have so heard of them. Is that a religion or a yeah, history? Yeah, religion. Okay. Ooh, pretty good. Um, <laughs> I got a three. Yay. <laughs> Bruldish, you have never. Bruldish, you have never heard of this cult. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you have never heard of this cult. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm like uh, eighteen out of twenty. Uh, kind of sure I may have heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> No, in fact, you are no, you, just, you have a pretty extensive uh, knowledge of cults, and this one you have never heard of. That's true. I, I ha, uh, my specialties are cults and fiends. I will uh, take <laughs> one of the books that is about fiend summoning uh, that I haven't read before. Great. And, uh, and, and if you you can, let's I'm gonna say if you can uh, you can flip through it for the next little while, and you can you can study that, and I can I can tell you a little bit more about it in a bit. Okay, I'll do that. Do, 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 I will do, do, sit do, do, down do, 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 in this chair and read that book. Thumb through that book. <laughs> yes. So did we? Look in the chest. Uh, feel free. Who would like to look in the chest? I'm. I'm gonna. Since I'm, uh, you know, I. I wouldn't leave with with the chest still half full of stuff that I had. <laughs> or half at. empty. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. The chest. There's a. There's a number of other things in this chest, which appear. Apparently, the guy in the armor didn't get a chance to get to. Um, you find three blank books with black leather covers. Ugh, these books. Uh, mm. three spell scrolls. Hmm? The deed to the house. <gasps> oh, we own the house. Now. We own the house. <laughs> do not I don't pass want to go. Do not pass I ran this campaign once before for his friends, and that was exactly what they said. <laughs> oh, we own the house. This is great. Um, the deed to a windmill. <laughs> Wait, we own a windmill and a house. <laughs> I'm more interested in the windmill, frankly. This house is like I don't know, like the, the wolf motif is too much. Perhaps illuminating both of those, a signed will. Oh, oh, what does the will say? What's his last name? What does uh, the will say? <laughs> the will is signed by Gustav and Elizabeth Durst, and it bequeaths the house, the windmill, and all other family property to their children, Rosevalda and Thornbolt Durst, in the event of their parents' death. Rip it up. No mention of a younger child there on the will? No mention of a younger child. Hmm. All right. It sounds to me, if I can uh, put two and two together, or one and one together, depending, uh, 
we had a stillborn child that they were sad was a stillborn child. And so they uh, talked to some some bad people and brought that child back to life. And uh, there were some, you know, some some consequences of doing that. Interesting theory. <laughs> I mean, if anybody wants to take any of that stuff from the chest, I'm not going to take any of those things. Uh, do we have any sorcerers here? Any? I'm a sorcerer here, but I don't know what else I could do in terms of like, uh, well, what, no, there were spells. Spell there were spells scrolls. in the chest, oh, so hello. I didn't yes, know if you I'm wanted those. There yeah. are three spell scrolls. I will tell you what they are. They each and contain. And I've already walked away from the chest, so if you steal them, I won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Plausible deniability. What? Yep. Um, there are three spell scrolls. Uh, one each. Bless, protection from poison, and spiritual weapon. Um, I think in order to use a spell scroll, I think the. Um, it has to be on your class's spell list. Fifth edition. Uh, let us check that. Also, uh, what kind of cruelty is that? There's a protect from poison scroll inside the chest <laughs> for the person who died by poison darts. That's uh, just not nice. The cause of death was actually irony. <laughs> uh, it's a third leading killer. <laughs> I will I will look that up and, and check on it for you guys. Uh, let's see here. Scrolls. We will continue. I will. I will clarify this, but feel free to continue uh, investigating any of the other parts of these rooms. I would like to move on to the next room. Yeah, I'm Has ready. Scott learned anything yet? Uh, Scott, how long you been reading? You think? Uh, several hours, no doubt. Oh, no doubt, um, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> I uh, doubt. I doubt very strongly. You know what? Give me an Arcana check. Uh, okay. Uh, Twelve. Uh, you know what? You just made it. Um, as you look over this, you're reading this, and again, you have some familiarity with perhaps some elements of uh, necromantic rituals. I don't know. Maybe you're well read. You know about cults, I all am. that stuff. I do. <laughs> um, you, you sort of, as you read and you're going, your brow furrows more and more until you get to a point where you realize this is utter crap. It's it's not even it's not even real. Like all the stuff, all the rituals in here, they wouldn't work. Bah, I throw the book across the room. <laughs> it clatters like, into some other books, knocks over some stuff. It's a waste of time. Let's go. Hey, Could, enough of the vandalism in there. <laughs> Could I do another perception check on another part of the bookshelf to look for more trapdoors? Sure. Give it a roll. Oh, great. Five. No. You find nothing. You know what? Just for the sake of playing it safe, I'm also going to go in there and do one real quick. Uh, suddenly, my voice is an old man. <laughs> twelve is not great, but uh, twelve is not great. Um, you don't find anything else on the bookshelf that you find that would seem to be any sort of trigger or you know way of opening any other secret room. Um, you do, uh, yeah, you do notice, uh, like as you sort of glanced over them before, that that unlike the the cultish books, there's a a ton of stuff on here that's about. A variety of subjects from the history of warfare to alchemy. There's including a, a bunch of works of poetry and fiction, including some first editions. Um, so, like, it's a pretty extensive library, and it seems to be fairly well kept up. All right. I want to check out this room. I want to check yep. out this room. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, okay, so you guys are heading down to that uh, the next room there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, you open the door to the south, and you find... A very large room. So in this room, 
it appears to be a uh, conservatory. There are gossamer drapes covering the windows of this elegantly appointed hall, which has a brass-plated chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Upholstered chairs line the walls, and stained glass wall handings depict, be- depict beautiful men, women, and children singing and playing instruments. In the northwest corner, there's a harpsichord with a bench. Near the fireplace is a large standing harp. And on the mantelpiece is a series of alabaster figurines of well-dressed dancers. I have a flute if anyone wants to, like, we could do a little concert really fast. (laughs) Not particularly musical, but I wouldn't mind some music. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) 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 What is that awful sound? (laughs) The the GM can play music in the background. That's kind of cool. I'm rolling perception on the harpsichord, looking for anything weird about it. That's a 12. It's a harpsichord. <laughs> Is it in two? Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did make a playlist at one point, but <laughs> it seemed like it might be uh, gilding the lily. Um, the the harpsichord is functional. It, it, it's perhaps uh, a little bit out of tune, but it, it seems to work. It I seems play to heart be a, 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 <laughs> That takes two people. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant pan. Yeah, which are you playing, heart or soul? And you must stomp on it with your feet. Yes. Let's see if I get. Da, 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 da. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> You're a druid, not a musician. <laughs> oh. I think it's time uh, to just move um, on up, unless. Yep. There's something else to investigate in here. Did anyone do perception in here? Yeah, we did. Two On the harpsichord specifically. Um, oh. Scott, you're over by the mantelpiece. And, uh, yep, that's when, what I'm when, checking out. When you uh, look at those alabaster figures carved in there, you notice something kind of weird. Um, some of those alabaster figures are not, in fact, dancers, but are rather well-dressed skeletons. <gasps> <gasps> well-dressed skeletons. So what makes a... Ooh, well-dressed skeleton, well, well-dressed. <laughs> I mean, the skeleton you saw before was only dressed in leather armor. These are That's wearing true. like elaborate, nice clothes. Oh, but they have like a little grinning telepath. skull faces. Hmm. That's weird. That is Everyone's weird. Everyone's crazy about a shop-dressed skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> are these are these statues, uh, like, can I pick them up? Are they individual yeah, little statues? Like, they're they? like little porcelain figurines, probably, oh. you know, I take out my... I take out my porcelain doll's head and make it look at the porcelain <laughs> figurine. The eyes seem to talk. follow it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I, since these are, are stone, I have rolled a 15 on my history mm. check Ooh. for stonework just to see if there's anything that the, the workmanship on these little things can tell me. It's very, very good workmanship. You would find expect this to be the result of a master carver. Um it doesn't seem to, like, you look all over thinking there might be, like, a stamp or an insignia or something like mm-hmm. that. You don't find one, um, and you think that's a little odd. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you don't, I mean, you don't recognize the style or anything, so you don't really have any ideas about the provenance. Okay. I turn to her and say, how much do you think these are worth? <laughs> how much do I think they're worth? <laughs> they're, they're either priceless or valueless. Take your pick. <laughs> There you go. I choose priceless. <laughs> and you choose to put them in your pocket. I choose valueless. <laughs> no, put them back. Put oh, them back. Fine. We should move Paladins. along. <sighs> going upstairs. I'm going upstairs. I will note there is one more door just in case it wasn't clear because I know it, there's one right at the top oh. of the stairs. <gasps> okay, so I'll go in there. Let's do that. I thought that yep. was a tic tac. 
It's a very large tic tac. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. You open up this room, and it appears to be a. <gasps> 